Welcome to a brand new episode of The 60 Second Car, the podcast that covers every single moment of the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. This is a podcast that I can't believe I just got that in that order with those words after not recording for like, I don't know, how has it been like two weeks? It's been a minute, yeah. I, I honestly don't know. At least two weeks. Uh, my name is Dan. Uh, you can find me on all the platforms, whatever. We'll do those maybe at the end. How uh, we'd see it. I'm joined as m- with my co-host with the most boast, Mr. Daniel. Supreme me. What time is it? Oh, it's diesel time. <laughs> 60 seconds. Welcome back to the 60 Second Car, the uh, the podcast that, well, we have some things to talk about. Um, as we've mentioned in the intro, or maybe you skipped that because you're like, I just want to get into the meat of it. Um, we were talking about how it's been a couple weeks and uh, things have happened. Things have happened. I've been working a lot. Um, Daniel and I both show a, 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 sorry, both saw the same show. On different dates at different locations and not together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the the last part's sad, but the other parts are cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Daniel saw uh, my favorite band um, in the world that is not Journal. So, I the, my two favorite bands, and they both have caveats, right? Journal is my favorite band that nobody's ever heard of. And uh, Protest the Hero is my favorite band that's not Journal. <laughs> I will say I did not know they they were a favorite band. Yeah, yeah, I love Protest the Hero. I love them I a mean, lot. They're very, very good. Um, yeah. So I I saw your text. I think the morning after that you said you were seeing them and stuff like that. And I go wait because I remember reading the text. I was like half asleep. I was like passing out on the couch or something. And uh, I was like, oh, I should I should check to see what their tour dates are and stuff like that. And then I passed out. And then I woke up the next morning and then reread your text. Um, cause it was just on, it was on my phone. Um, and saw that you were seeing them as in currently when you were texting me mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. So on my way to work at a stoplight, I looked up their tour dates and yeah, they were in Sacramento one day <clears throat> and then they were in LA the next day. And I was like, Oh, the next day happens to be today. So <laughs> when I, when I finally got to work, I looked up dates and stuff like that. And I text Katie, I go, do you want to see a show with me tonight? Um, and it, it eventually came down to, in my head, was do I buy one ticket or two tickets? Because <laughs> sure, I was going, course. I was right. definitely going. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably not been said on this podcast, but yeah, Protest Hero is my favorite band. I, I love them a lot. Um, I think Brody, the lead singer, is hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's extremely charismatic, and he's not ever one of those guys that's just awkward waiting for either the band to retune or to change guitars or whatever's going on between songs. He's sitting there making everybody laugh the whole time. So he's just, he's like doing like a two minute stand up set and just being, having a good time being a goofball. Yeah. He was like doing straight up crowd work, but like Mm -hmm. he was, when I saw him in Sacramento, he was responding to every like buddy who yelled something at him at the stage. He like popped out his monitor and be like, what did you say? Could you repeat that? Cause like, you know, (laughs) 
anyone who says something <laughs> shitty is not going to repeat it. But he's like, oh, what'd you say? Oh, no, we're not going to be playing that song. And kind of like, yeah. you know, it's being a, a funny dick. But at one point, he started talking about hockey because they're cliche Canadian sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, we had a hockey, a hockey talk as well. He was like, oh, uh, what's the nearest team here? San Jose Sharks? He's like, ah, I don't like the Sharks, but they have a band who is now like they're they play their song at every game or something. And he's like, we grew up with that band. They were a ska band back when we were a punk band. And like, we know them really well. And we think it's really cool. They're getting together. But I don't know. Fuck the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just went whatever the next song was. Uh, I think. Yeah. So he mentioned the Sharks at our show, too, because we have because he was like. Who's here? The Kings? Is that what's going on with... Is that LA's team? And then pretty much everybody in the crowd that were hockey fans were basically booed because everybody, everybody loves to, and including myself, love to hate Los Angeles teams. Um, you're either a diehard Lakers fan or you hate the Lakers. You're either a diehard Dodgers fan or you hate the Dodgers. And then uh, there's not a bunch of hockey fans, but you're either a diehard Kings fan or you hate the Kings. Um, it's kind of how Los Angeles goes. And he met he's like oh who are the, it was the kings here whatever and then a bunch of boos happens boo 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 and then he's like who else does california have you guys got the sharks what you guys haven't won anything in a long time ago as, and as as a as a long a lifelong sharks fan yeah i've seen the sharks get to the stanley cup finals i've seen them get to playoffs in the first seed i've seen them i've seen them make it so far for so many years and they've never they've never won so it's been it, they're it, they're definitely a heartbreaking team to to follow. So I guess I get his uh, whole thing. Um, now, yeah, like so, when he's shouting out all the California teams, is he conveniently forgetting about the Anaheim? Oh, this is Ducks? Anaheim. I, nobody cares about them. I think they <laughs> I had don't even, literally I didn't three even, movies about, about them. them. <laughs> That's not them. They're not the same team. And a TV show. There's a new TV show. That's not them. It's not the same. No, uh, look, that's publicity for them anyway. <laughs> it is absolutely. Um, but the Ducks were from like, weren't they from like New York or something, or Jersey? I, I think they're from Jersey because I think their rival team was like the New York, whatever team that were like always dressed in black and they were the bad guys. And then there was the the traitor that came from that team onto, um, whatever the guys. Are we back on the movie? I don't know if this is real. Yeah, life the movie, the movie, the movie, movie, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with um. Um, one of the Sheen brothers, but he's he's a is it Emilio Estevez? Is that it? Is the Emilio guy? Estevez? Yeah. Yes. Um, he's the only one that kept the name, right? That's their born name, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That that's that's them. They're on the other coast. The the Anaheim Ducks. I don't know. They just they stole that name. I think. I think. I think it's stolen valor. <laughs> I have to believe you. I don't know. I see. Hockey is something I feel like. I really like, but I don't seek out. Like if I'm bored, yeah, I go to yeah. if I go to a streaming service and it pops up at the top, it's like there's a game happening. I'll put it on. I turn off the sound and I'll pop it in and out and just kind of like look at it. And be like I don't really know what's going on, but everyone seems mad now. And then they that fight. seems to be the case. Um, I think a lot of people go through that um, because I've always liked hockey, but I don't watch it enough. Absolutely not. Um, I've always liked the Sharks. Uh, it's fun to watch. Like you know some of the Canadian teams, even though I think most of them are not very good right now, except for maybe some of the East Coast teams. I don't know. Um, but hockey's hockey's interesting because I think the power of like who's good shifts every few years, unlike a lot of sports that kind of have the top teams for a while. Um, I say that being a, a um, 
Golden State Warriors fan who have always been really good, or not always been really good. I shouldn't say that. When I was a kid, they were the worst team in the in the league. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, sports. Um, where we ta- oh, oh. How, how did we get here? Yes. So oh, we, ta- uh, we got us, here because yes. uh, Brody was talking about hockey, but he also talked about like, uh, we're yeah. He said something like we're Canadian, and then the crowd was like, "Woo!" And he's like. I don't even know if I'm proud to be Canadian. He's like blind, blind national pride is stupid. So fuck it. And walked, just just kept talking. I was like, and then that kind of remind me on the drive home, why I think I like, why I think I fell in love with the band in the same way that I'm a pretty big fan of like system of a down and a lot of the like, fuck the man bands that just talk about like real shit, but like in a really, really beautiful way. Um, and protest here is all about, you know, trying to pretty much say fuck the man and how everything's fucked up. But like Brody's got a very amazing voice and he sings it very well. And I think it's pretty cool. So that's that's sort of what I think attracted me to them at the first in the first place. So this tour they're on, I think still currently is the Halloween is forever or something like that. Halloween is for always. Yeah. For always. Yes. What were they dressed as? Because I had a Batman, a Robin, a... Uh, a Barbie, a second Barbie, and I honestly don't know what rhythm guitarist was. Ooh, fancy smanshy. Yeah. I almost got one of those, but as you can see behind me, I'm out of space, so I did not, and I regret it. I, well, I mean, you can't see it, but I put it... Oh, you can't see it. I put it's it in another in poster. Another poster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's the next step, just yeah. to postreception these guys. I mean, there it was signed. I, I, wasn't, I was just going to get the shirt, because I, I got a Raven shirt and said protest here and stuff on it, because Katie liked it. So I got that. I got that shirt, and I was just gonna get that, but then I saw that the um, poster was signed, and I was like, oh, I might as well grab it. Um, costumes. Uh, Brody came out in like a Wednesday Adams type thing gig. Um, he was he had a he had a wig with some ponytails, and it was like it was like messy ponytails or whatever. And then he was wearing like a buttoned up collared kind of dress top. It wasn't the, it wasn't a full on dress, but it was like the dress top that you would wear to like school or something. Um, the guitarist from Human Abstract, which I didn't know they picked him up for this. Um, oh, okay. I was yeah. recently thinking about them. Anyway. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, they were like, "Oh, he's from the Human Abstract," and I was like, "Oh, I know that band. I know this guy." Then, um, he was like in a like a like a uh, Thundercats sort of outfit. He was a cat. Um, he had like a furry, like uh, almost like an armor top with uh and then he had cute cat makeup um but they were also like brody was like oh yeah he's running like a really high fever <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> so he's like not doing well uh but he's feeling better today yay um because he was like uh he mentioned something about covid and he was talking about like how they hadn't toured in a while because of that and stuff like that and he, and he was like nah fuck covid we're fine and he, but then he followed it up with, we're not COVID deniers. We know it's real because it's here on stage. We have it. <laughs> <laughs> so we know about it. <laughs> we know very well. Um, uh, I think it looked like the lead guitarist was like, he was like, it, it, you know, 80s themed, but he looked like Shaggy in a way. Like okay. Scoob and Shaggy. Um and I couldn't really tell what the what the uh, the bassist and the drummer were dressed as. Um, we were way in the back, and the stage wasn't very tall, but like we we saw most of them. Um, 
I think, first of all, I think I like them a lot too because Jesus, every single one of those members are just so talented. They're just like mm-hmm. I can't. They're definitely a band when I listen to. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at picking up exactly what note they're playing, at least on the drums and the bass and stuff like that. I listen. I listen to their songs a million times. Half the time, I'm like, what just happened? What 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 was this bar? I have no idea, <laughs> and I can't like delineate each each note like I usually can. It's like I I don't know, and they're just so good at it. Um, I don't think they have their original bassist, which no, which sucks because there was a couple songs that the last time we saw them play, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, they played one of my favorite bass songs because it just kind of it slowly leads into a little bit of a bass solo and it breaks with that with the bass solo is really nice i was like okay i guess they're not gonna play that anymore because they don't have their original bassist and maybe he wrote that part pretty heavily and they didn't want to you know have somebody else play it um but i was also pleased to know that like they played a bunch of different songs from all over the place um even looking at their set list there was like two or three new songs really Mm -hmm. and yeah they they know that people like fortress yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they know people like Fortress, but they didn't play Sequoia Throne, which is their second most popular song. And I was like, I was sitting there because I, I went to a friend's birthday party the next day and I'd mentioned it to him and he's like, I showed him the set list. They're like, oh, they didn't play Sequoia Throne. I was like, yeah, you, you can, I, I feel like a band gets pretty tired of playing their most popular songs pretty often. But they played Blood Meat, which is their favorite, which is their most popular song, and I guess you can't skip that because that would be pretty bad. <laughs> well, what I think, I almost feel like they're playing that on this tour because on every stop, I'm sure it happened at yours. Carson from the Callous Dowboys comes up and does one of the choruses. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. I, I, it might be honestly just for him and just for that moment because yeah, they play that song for what twenty years now. Uh, what Blood Meat? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good song. Um, so the first time I'd ever seen Protest Hero, I think was the pro- was probably the first time you saw them too. That's the only other time I've seen them. So yeah, okay. That's the only other time I've seen them too. So uh, Daniel and I, it, we had known each other at that point, but we did not go to the show together, but we saw each other there um, at this yeah. weird, weird nightclub in downtown Sacramento um, it was that I had never been as- to. It was called The Assembly. And it then became another venue, and now I think it's just a nightclub again, or it's nothing. But yeah, it was a very strange place to play a show of any sort. Yeah, it was weird because it was weird that they had a stage, I guess, because it was just a nightclub where people went and gotten drunk at and stumbled out of the bars or out of that bar specifically at like two in the morning. Um, but yeah, we saw them there, and that was they, it was a completely different show. Like they were obviously, oh, yeah. I mean, it was 2012, so it was 11 years ago. Um, and they were what three they had done like three albums since then, three or four since then. Um, I so yes, so they had like three albums to play, and they did, they were, they had a much more, I think, uh, choreographed set. Um, and it felt more choreographed. These, this show was like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have some fun and just blast it's halloween fuck it we'll go and i, I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what we got we had a good time uh katie and i are old so we left like uh uh right in the middle i think of their first encore song they did too 
And so we just left her in the middle of the first encore song. We're like, we're going to go before it gets too crazy. <laughs> that is a Daniel move. Absolutely. Um, I think I actually, I left before that. I think I was still in the main set and they just played like a couple of my favorite songs. I'm looking at the set list now. Mm-hmm. Maybe like right before Limb from Limb. I was like, you know, I think mm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had a great time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got tickets to see them because, like, I thought the openers were solid. I thought I think Moontooth is really good. I've I've I seen like the Callus Cowboys. Yeah. I've now seen the Callus Cowboys twice this year, and really, <laughs> it's funny because every yeah they opened for um, Rolo Tomasi in Sacramento mm-hmm. when they were on tour, and then I saw they were added to this bill. I was like, all right, cool, I get a ticket, and then I'm watching protest kind of as like bonus for the night, and I was like, oh, that's right, I love this band. Yeah. <laughs> this is great i'm having a wonderful time <laughs> yeah they're but really fun still, I, got, I got sleepy yeah yeah i i had so i'd got to work probably about 8 a.m uh after my you know i leave at leave at 7 a.m it's like an hour drive um got to work there bought the tickets and then i did like two hours of overtime that day so i had worked for you know 10 hours and by the time we got there i came home picked up katie and left by the time we got there, I think we had missed the entire opening band. I don't know who it was. In fact, I don't even think Brody knew, knew who it was. I think the the new guitarist who's from LA apparently it was there. It was his friend's band and stuff like that. So there's like, okay, you guys open for the for the touring bands, and then I guess they had a good time. So yeah. yeah. So I was looking uh, at their lineup on yeah. Wikipedia, and it's a mess. <clears throat> Technically, yeah. there are only two. There are only two members now. It's it's Rody and. Tim, the rhythm guitarist. And then they have some guy named Cam McClellan, who's been on and off since like 2013 uh, as a session musician, as well as lead guitarist Luke Hoskin. But then they're touring guys. You've got Henry slash Hank from Human Abstract on bass. Uh-huh. Ben Davis, who doesn't have anything that links to anything on lead guitar that might also be a Human Abstract fella. And then the drummer from Mandroid Echo Star. <laughs> Okay. So it's just like two guys and they hired three guys to go out on the road with them. And yeah, they're, you know, the the band timeline thing. It's all colorful. It's all over the place. And there's like chunks up and down, going up and forth as people come and go. And it seems hard to be in a band like that. But I guess if you're just hiring people to play the notes, they know the notes. They're very good. I mean, you know, they played all they played from what I could tell. um, They played all the notes. It was nice. Um, interesting. I don't. He he only introduced the um the guy from Human Abstract, so uh maybe they picked him up for like part of the tour or something. Um, but yeah, it's a good show. Um, I really liked Moon Tooth. Never seen them before or heard them before. Um, very very good band. Um, the Dallas Cowboys or the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who they're named after the the Ca- Dallas Cowboys. Um were fun but they were very much like he he was getting i guess his name carson um he was getting very impatient seemingly with how much the crowd was not moving (laughs) to the point Mm -hmm. at which he was making fun of the la crowd for not being as lively as the Sacramento crowd because that's despicable. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that too. I think ours was Portland. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, he went on this. He threw a fit about people not responding the way he wanted. He said, if you guys don't fucking move, I'm never going to play here again. 
uh, where, where, are, where are we even? We're not Sacramento. We're in Roseville. Fuck Roseville. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the entirety, like in between Callous Cowboys and Moontooth, there's one drunk guy who like, I understand people can be proud of whatever town they want to, they live in, wherever they're from, wherever they grew up. It seems weird to have like town pride of Roseville because it's like mm-hmm. a suburb of Sacramento. It's touching. It's, I don't know. If someone's called me Sacramento and I was here in Davis, it's happened. Sure, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And that guy's like, he's talking shit about Roseville. Fuck those guys. They suck. <laughs> and anytime someone on stage was like, how about the Cal Stab Boys? He's like, no, they're bad. <laughs> they, they talk shit about Roseville. <laughs> that is weird. That is quite strange. Um, I, dude, the people I know from Sacramento aren't even proud to be from Sacramento. So I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> right now, there's some town pride going off because the Kings are decent and they have a cool flashlight, and everyone's excited about it when it turns on. So yeah, I do have a, I do have a friend that still lives in Midtown, and uh, he often takes a picture of the giant flashlight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know, what we're talking about every time the Kings win, the Sacramento Kings NBA team, the Kings win, they uh, out of their pretty new i think it's one of the newer um arenas still they there's a giant super huge light purple beam that shines up in the air that you could see from like probably not very far away because it's probably super smoggy there and there's probably gets diffused through all that but you can see it pretty far away um i'm just curious how much energy that sucks out of the the grid (laughs) i wonder what happens if they're playing during the day and they win I'm sure they still shine it. Who knows? <laughs> the crowd <laughs> is outside. Like, light the... Is a beam lit? I, the beam might it's, be. I don't see that. That's kind of all Sacramento has. Um, I didn't mind living there, but, like, it was, you know, it was it was gross and weird at certain times. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, well, gross uh, and weird at certain times? What? Go. No, nothing, you. nothing. <laughs> we were gonna, we were going to talk about Call of Duty stuff. We'll talk about that maybe in the next episode. Um... This Where episode, we? <laughs> <laughs> because we're already 22 minutes into this sure. thing, and we should we should jo- talk about what is actually a pretty impactful scene that we have in this yeah. minute. Um, we're 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 pulling up to Dom's garage, where we uh, I don't think we hear the most famous line, but we hear we we're getting ready for it. Um, we pull up to Dom's garage, in which it seems like they carpool again. Oh yeah, I usually clock that. For some reason, I didn't. They, I think they're in one car. I don't, I don't think, I don't see another car. Oh, he, I mean, uh, he says I want to show you something, and they, yeah. hop and then they leave. So I would assume he also doesn't have a car yet. So I guess there's that. Um, let me, let me full screen this. Bam. Uh, yeah. So they, they open. This is a, is a pretty iconic sliding of the door opening. Um, as we see this, and there's, and then we're, we're opened up into this history of the Toretto family and there's trophies everywhere um there's uh, old helmets uh, you know assumedly it's his dad's um posters pictures looks like some car manuals gas tanks stools chairs all kinds of stuff there's a lot of things happening here um and we pop in and we see the iconic which we haven't seen anything American Muscle yet for Dom until this moment, um, because he's been driving an import for this whole time. And I also mentioned, I think, at the beginning of this movie, that I don't think we ever see his car again. And this might be the first and only second time we get to see it. 
Uh, the red the, car behind him? The red car, yeah. I mean, as we've been going through this, there's moments that I completely forgot about that are coming back to me. So I don't I don't doubt you, but like also it might just show up at Race Wars. How does he get there? Does he take the muscle? I don't remember. I don't remember it showing up at Race Wars, but it might. Because um, there's only two races that we see, I think, at Race Wars. I think it's Letty's race and then um, Jesse's race. Uh, but yeah, anyway, um, we, we get to see the American muscle that, uh, that he's never driven. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't like this? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like that this, this looks a little bit like that, um, fast 37 or whatever that you sent me. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's terrible. <laughs> Listeners go to the video and wow. Uh, just the screen. This probably be the Again, thumbnail. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Uh, but yeah, the, this is the charger. This is like, this is the thing I have a Lego set of for yeah. Dom. Um, Which he builds it, like, he must build like 10 of them throughout the franchise, right? Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> this one gets wrecked, doesn't it? They all get wrecked. Every single one of them does. Like, there's not... And I don't think a Charger survives one of the movies. Which is why it's like, why does he keep getting the same exact car over and over again? <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's for his dad, but at this point, if you're going to keep wrecking your dad's car, it it doesn't seem that respectful. Yeah. Yeah, because this doesn't even make it past the first time he actually drives it. Um, but <laughs> it, it looks cool, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's got a very big motor that you can't really see over that well. It seems like it mm -hmm. creates mm -hmm. a blind spot. I mean, it is a drag car, right? It's not meant to be driven on the streets. And yet, that's pretty much exactly what happens. Um, and they're, they're checking it out. And I think this is where Brian says like, or it, it, as they're walking through and, and Dom's giving a little tour of the car, or whatever, introducing it. And he talks, it's like, it makes nine seconds flat on the track or whatever. And then that's where, uh, Brian's like, well, what's your best time? He says, I've never driven it. I'm, a, I'm afraid of it. He's looking scares down the shit at me. Yeah. 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 Scares the shit out of me. Um, I think, do I have, oh, I didn't get the, I don't, I don't think it looked good. I was going to get a screen of him pointing back at the back wall saying, that's my dad. That's <laughs> my dad. <laughs> yeah, the, the dad stuff almost comes out of nowhere in this scene. Like the next few minutes goes through a lot of stuff with Dom and the music might start here, but I feel like even the, the composer who's doing the scene doesn't know what the tone of the scene is supposed to be. Cause like, sure. And this is the one it starts to get weird. Cause like, yeah, the dad story. Oh, that's my dad. I love my dad. <clears throat> Strap in. <laughs> yeah, it gets real heavy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we have to think about the fact that he brought him here after they talked about him and Mia going out on a date, right? So sure. is this some sort of sentimental thing that he's bringing them close, bringing Brian closer into the family through via this? Or what exactly is happening? Because... We don't even really know if the rest of the, the team has gotten this tour. It seems like very, very familiar. Familial. There's something kind of clicking with me about this scene now. That it, It's going to come up more in future minutes, I guess. But this scene could be him welcoming in, him in to like, you know, I'm accepting you, date my sister, etc. Mm -hmm. But this also could be like in the next minute, he describes a violent act. So it could be like, I will mm -hmm. also black out and hurt somebody. Which he's already alluded to that anyway, so you know. <laughs> As I this watched this, this could be this, twofold. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. As I watched this preparing for for this recording, I was when he when he says that, and I'm thinking exactly like how we got here because you kind of don't if you don't pay attention to it, it kind of just flashes. You're like you don't really know why we're here. Um, but we think about it like the reason that they came here was because they were gonna go out on a date, right? So yeah, it sounds like it's one of those big brother, I'm gonna beat your ass kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. but it really starts tell. in a weird way where he's like i might beat your ass i could be your, your brother-in-law but also i'm afraid of this car yeah so there what's the a, tone he did i'm start vulnerable and being, afraid yeah he yeah. did start it off being vulnerable didn't he that's not that's not a big brother move um that is that is interesting all i know all i know is i'm thinking to uh, the next couple of minutes and uh Brian wears big t-shirts that hide exactly what he looks like underneath. Um, foreshadowing for, for future episodes. Um, but yeah, there's there's just this... He starts to walk off into the shadows as he's telling this story about, you know, he, he remembers the guy's name, everything about it. He remembers the fact that... Uh, I guess he just starts the story here. This is the end of my screen, so I think he starts the story in this minute, but he doesn't even get into the meat of it. Um, but I mean, you know, he's got a bunch of stuff in this garage that is quite literally held up by slats. It seems. Yeah. (laughs) For as nice as the car is and nice as some of his equipment is, feels like this should be a little insulated or something. And all these like family heirlooms that are just kind of exposed to the elements. So it's impressive. They're in as good a condition as they are. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 possible that he only used this garage to a point because it's just where his dad's stuff was, um, and then then he got his own garage somewhere else. But yeah, it kind of makes you think about they got all this stuff here, but it just never is never being used. Like what's going on? But I guess I guess they do in future movies, like way future movies, they kind of work out of this. It makes me want to go back and look at like. Did they fix it up at all? Is it, is it at all better? In, in 10, when they're having the meeting in there, uh, mm-hmm. is it? did they put up the same shitty slats after repairing <laughs> the... Well, when the house got blown up in whatever one that was, did they um, did they also blow up the garage? Or yeah, that's, did the a, garage... that's a good point. That's a good question. Like, Was, <laughs> was the garage completely enough? free of it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we also... Do we also uh, see in Fast 10 that there's a back alley in this place that we n- never see until Fast 10? Is that this house that they go into the back alley where um, where, uh, Little B and... Uh, oh, yeah, when they escape in his yeah. fucking, like, it's like Jeep Geo or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a small car with, like, a big canoe on it, right? Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> because I, there's not I, an alley I, behind this place. I don't no, think. absolutely not. But I'm, it's either here or it's it's got to be here, right? Because yeah, it's either I guess here you go or to it's Mia's house. By street. It's got to be huh. here because if it was at yeah. Mia's house, we'd think we'd see there would be more mention of Brian being around. I think. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, where the hell's Brian and all that stuff? He's at oh. home, but now he's not home. No, because... he's not home. We're at the home. Oh my god, I I. I did tell some friends uh, about this podcast that we do and how silly it is. And every time I tell somebody about the podcast, they tell me it's a great idea. 
I can't tell if they're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I had that recently too. I told um my sister-in-law's boyfriend about it. He kind of gave me a weird look and then he's like, <laughs> "We had the conversation that I I always seem to wind up having, which I don't want to lead with it, but he's like, "How many hours is that?" Is like cuz cuz we were trying to convince him to watch all the movies and he's like, "Hey, what mm. if we watch them all in one day?" I'm like, mm, "Oh." Mm-mm. It's like, all right, well, if we're going to watch all 11 movies, he's like, 11? I thought there was 10. I'm like, don't get me started. But there's also two shorts. He's like, oh, it's 23 hours of just movies and like times that by 60. And he just kind of stared at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> so, Grant, if you're listening, welcome to the family. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, that that the time came up, the uh, confusion of everything. and then And then, yeah, we got into the conversation of, yeah, by the way, Brian's still alive in the movies, canonically. Mm-hmm. That's weird. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. It, it, there's there's lots of things going on. As everybody listening to this probably already knows, we're not, we're just rehashing, you know, things you already know. And, well, we appreciate you for listening through all this. Um, we're going through minute by minute. I, I will say that, like, I took a, I took a, like a couple weeks off. I took these last two weeks and kind of was pretty, pretty non-existent from like the streaming world and streaming video games and stuff like that. And uh, we had some people that were like, oh, that gave me time to catch up on the 60 Second Car podcast. And I was like, did you like it? They're uh-huh. like, oh, we loved it. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Again. What if the next thing was like, I got cut up and I, I have to finish because the voice in my head tells me I have to. I'm having the worst time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If you started this podcast... And you're telling yourself now you have to finish it. That's a commitment. We got a long time. We got a long road ahead of us. And you're correct. <laughs> and you're correct. Yes. Um, please do not bail on us now. Uh, <laughs> that was, uh, I didn't even say what minute was, was, I don't think. But that was minutes 57 of The Fast and the Furious from 2001. Um, do we have any, anything else to touch on for this movie? Or for this minute? Negative. Um, next minute, we're going to jump into the story itself. Um, but with that, I want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening and watching, everybody who's liked the videos, everybody's left comments and, and reviews and all that stuff. We do see it. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, again, yeah, thank you so much for leaving comments. It, it really like is is funny. Some of you guys are some of you guys are pretty funny in the comments and just you don't really mention the episode at all. You just talk about something about family, and I think it's fantastic. Um, you can catch us on danotage.tv slash 60 second car. Um, we can get all our deets and details and links and all that stuff to where to follow us and where to follow the podcast. Uh, and then keep doing what you're doing with that. We'll see you next time. Family.